Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two, Adam Ronas here solo for the next hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern in our new time slot, weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern for two hours. Of course, if you can't listen live, you can always check out the show. On demand, anytime you want, just go to podcast, search Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and it will be posted pretty much right after the show ends. You can check out all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com, as we are getting you set to dominate in the fantasy baseball season. Take advantage of this offer right now while it is still around only for those listening here on the show. If you use the promo code BATS50, 50% off your first two months at the site and we have a lot of content up right now in-depth team outlooks from sean childs one of the best high stakes players around he's in the nfbc hall of fame his latest one is a look at the seattle mariners he's already completed the al east the al central and if you want to get a free sample to see how in-depth he goes you can check it out the red sox and orioles that's a free preview and then you'll be like damn this is excellent stuff i want more Become a member. Use that discount code. Also, I have a lot of articles looking at players changing teams, what it means for their fantasy value. Yasiel Puig, Nelson Cruz, the latest one, Sonny Gray, moving to Cincinnati. What does that do for his fantasy value? Does he get a boost now that he's out of Yankee Stadium? Or does it hurt because he's going to Cincinnati, which is number one last year in home runs? So you can get my thoughts there. In addition to a ton of other content, that is uh, going to be littered throughout the draft kit. Uh, you can look at the draft kit, too, to see what's coming. We'll have our preseason pro picks, sleepers, bust, strategy, statistical targets in 12-team leagues, 15-team leagues, auction strategies, ton of things there. And as well, Dr. Roto has his FSTA draft review rounds one through four, and then another article on rounds five through eight. And you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. We'll help you break down those trades. Also, ScoutDFS.com got you covered for NFL, PGA, NHL, and, of course, NBA, along with optimizers and Slack chat where you can ask those questions, lean up to lineup lock, which is very crucial for NBA with all of the news that we have coming out last minute. Uh, You can also use the promo code HOOPS50 to get 50% off your NBA DFS first month. And VegasWhispers.com for all your sports betting needs. They have a article up a free look at the night in ncaa hoops and also a free article on a player prop that you need to target now so there's some uh, free content there and uh, once you become a member you can get a lot of the picks that are sent out uh, on the twitter account which is a private feed once you become a member so ronas 50 gets you 50 off the first month so it's a tons of ways to make money at scalfantasysports.com so 
join us today and uh, we'll definitely help you in that path to making that money. We'll have Greg Jewett coming up in the next segment. He's from Fantasy Alarm. We'll talk some fantasy baseball with him, look at some draft strategies, some draft trends that we've seen going on early. So we'll touch upon that with him. But let's take a look at some of the things going on right now. I'll also preview the day in NBA DFS uh, as well. Uh, it was a pretty good night yesterday. There were a couple of disappointments. Trey Burke, and you know that's the one thing. Sometimes when you know this popular chalk, why defeat it in tournaments? You know, Terry Rogier was also popular, but he was in a better spot and produced more, even though his salary was high. But I, I did use Trey Burke in several leagues, and that is the problem with the Knicks right now. Their rotations, you just don't know what you're going to get on a given night. Burke looked to be in a great spot when Nikita out, Moutier out, and he did not play uh, a good portion of the first half. So, very difficult to have any confidence in the Knicks night right now. Maybe Tim Hardaway. I did use him on Yahoo last night at 16 bucks. He had a good game. Noah Vonley, but really difficult because uh, Knicks clearly are not trying to win, and the rotations of Fisdale are just not consistent at all. So it's uh, very – they're more tournament plays right now. It's hard to use them in cash. I mean, I understand yesterday with Burke. It was a five-game slate, and he was cheap. Uh, in cash games, I think it was fine because you knew he would be highly owned. But uh, in tournaments – where you're trying to differentiate yourself. That's why sometimes you do have to go against the chalk. And uh, I had Burke in all my lineups and should have pulled him out one. I thought about it and I said, no, nah, he's 12 bucks on Yahoo. He should get there. And, of course, he did not. So, you know, that's what you do is you kind of learn lessons and see things for the way they are. And that is a perfect example of why when you know someone's going to be real highly owned, it sometimes makes sense, especially if you have several lineups, to go in a different direction. Because if they bust and they're highly owned, you now have a leg up on the competition. Uh, in the NFL, obviously media days going on. And not too many interesting things coming out. Guys are talking some trash. But one thing to note is uh, Sean McVay said Todd Gurley will be a big part of this game. And Gurley is a big topic right now because he only had five touches in the NFC Championship game. And a lot of people think, okay, he's got to be hurt. Why would they not use him? Why would they go to C.J. Anderson? And it's not like C.J. Anderson was running well either. That's the thing, that, which is why I was thinking he, he has to be hurt. It's one thing for Gurley to make that mistake, drop the pass leading to an interception. If C.J. Anderson was running very effectively and you know, he was dominant, I could say, okay, fine. You know, you bring Anderson in. He's giving them a jolt. He's running well, looking good. Uh, Gurley doesn't look great. Okay, it makes sense. But C.J. Anderson, it's 16 carries for 44 yards. It's 2.8 yards per carry. He's not involved in the passing game much at all. He only had one catch for five yards. So that's what made it perplexing. But Gurley continues to say that he was fine, just had a bad week. The Rams continue to say the same thing. Uh, hasn't been on the injury report. So... You know, Gurley just basically apologized and says that the knee uh, did not limit him at all. So I have to think that it was a contributing factor, but now he gets another two weeks, uh, not on the injury report, and we have seen the Patriots struggle against pass-catching running backs. So Gurley should be a big factor there in, in the passing game. So they're going to need Gurley here, I think, this week. Uh, again, C.J. Anderson just wasn't dominant last week are against the Saints when they put him in the game. You know, it's one thing if he came in and was tearing it up, but he wasn't. It's not like the week before against Dallas. So you got to think that 
Gurley has to play a bigger part this week for the Rams to win. And uh, going to be interesting to see how many touches he gets this week. So if he is healthy, as they insist, he's got to get at least 16, 18 touches and potentially more. And uh, it's those prop bets, if you feel a certain way and you feel confident, then, you know, put that money down in, in a direction because I think he's the real X factor this week. And if they're insisting that he's not hurt, then I guess we have to believe him at this point. But I still think it, the injury was a factor. And a big game like that to not have him on the field just was a little surprising. Some other news going on right now in the NBA. According to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, the Pelicans plan to listen to offers for Anthony Davis, but they won't make a deal before the trading deadline, which is next Thursday, February 7th, unless they're offered an overwhelming package. And that makes sense, as we touched upon a little bit in the last hour. The Lakers clearly want him. You know LeBron James wants him. They have the same agent. So Davis, my guess is... He probably would want to play for the Lakers. They would have some indication. I mean, you go to L.A., play with LeBron James, you add some pieces, and you're probably in a good spot. And not for this year. I think the Golden State Warriors are clearly the favorite, and they're just playing ridiculous right now. They're 11-0. and They rested Draymond Green yesterday. They had an easy win. And that's the thing is they probably will rest some players down the stretch. And that was why one problem with drafting some of those Warriors early in season-long fantasy basketball leagues, especially if it's head-to-head, you know that late in the year, they should be in a comfortable position to lock up the top seed. Now, right now, it's close just because they had a lot of those losses early on, but I think they're a game and a half ahead of Denver who had a really nice come-from-behind win yesterday against the Grizzlies, but there's they're cruising right now. DeMarcus Cousins came back, and... You're going to see them rest players down the stretch. So this is more for the future. I mean, yeah, the Lakers will get to the playoffs with Davis and see where they can go, but it's I don't see anyone beating Golden State right now with the way that team is playing and with Boogie Cousins healthy. But the key is for the Lakers, okay, do you know that he will sign that extension? Now, the key is here also, if they wait till July, the Celtics come into the conversation because right now the Celtics can't make a trade with them because of the Rose rule. Uh, so that would give them two players uh, under the Rose rule because they have Kyrie Irving. So they can't do it, but they can do it in the offseason. So uh, Pelicans have to be smart here. They can't rush to judgment. They have to make sure they get a multitude of players for Anthony Davis, who's a top three player in the NBA. He's young, and he is signed through next season. It's uh, looking at the extension after 2020. So that's going to be a big topic over the next week to see if a deal is indeed pulled off. But Pelicans have to make sure that they get a lot. The other guy that is drawing some trade interest right now is Mark Gasol. Uh, Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer says that the Kings and the Pistons have expressed interest in Mark Gasol. And I think if you're a Mark Gasol owner in season long week, you want to see him traded because if it doesn't happen, there's the risk of him being shut down. Grizzlies, for a portion of the season, I think at one point they were like second or third in the West, although the West is really jumbled up. I mean, it could quickly change in an instant, but they have really fallen off, and last night's loss was just a disaster. They had a huge lead against Denver, and they let it slide, but they are they have fallen all the way down to second to last in the conference. Only the Suns are worse than them. Grizzlies are 20-31. and 31. They're 1-9 and nine in their last 10, so... There's been a lot of talk about them potentially trading Conley and Gasol, but Gasol has played better lately. 
uh, last five games, he's averaging 20 points, 10 rebounds, and uh, almost five assists. So that's what you like from the big man. Is he gets you some passes, and he gets to hit some threes. So uh, there's a potential that he gets dealt before next week's deadline. So another thing to pay attention to. Uh, I've used Gasol sparingly in DFS. It's kind of been a disappointment. There was a, I think it was last week. He was in a good spot. He was only 26 bucks on the Iowa, and he did not come through. I think he had some foul trouble early. So uh, it's been frustrating with him. Uh, some baseball news. Uh, Brad Peacock looks like he's going to compete for a spot in the rotation for the Astros this year. Now, he made 21 starts two years ago. And last year, used mostly in relief. So he certainly has the ability to start. And that's the one thing about drafting early now is some of these back end of the rotations we're just not sure about. And you kind of have to make a gauge here and figure out who you're leaning to. It pushes these guys down the draft board because of that. And I think with the Astros, we're not sure about the back end of the rotation. We know Justin Verlander has a spot. Garrett Cole has a spot. And Colin McHugh, which is he's actually a nice value right now too. I don't I don't remember seeing him go in the uh FSTA draft. Actually, he just it's funny. He just went. He's the last pick just now in round 17, Colin McHugh. And I like that spot uh as well. I know I did take him in my first NFBC draft champions draft. I don't remember where he went. Uh in my current one, he went in round 17. So, both drafts you see uh round 17 for McHugh, which is a good spot. You know, good team in Houston and He's going to get the run support, be in a position to win games. Uh, but after that, you know, you have Josh James, who's an interesting name. I've also taken him in a draft already. So it's a matter of uh, does he get the opportunity? Framber Valdez also in the mix and Brad Peacock. So these are battles to watch. We'll also have to wait and see if they bring anyone else in. And is there a chance they bring Dallas Keuchel back? Probably not. It's going to cost money, but... He is still not signed yet, but Josh uh, James, definitely an interesting name to keep in mind late in draft, 25 years old, and has the ability to rack up the strikeouts, had big strikeout numbers in the minor league, skipped AAA last year, came up to the Astros, only appeared in 23 games, uh, did have some walk issues in the minor leagues. We didn't really see it at the big league level. He only walked seven in 23 innings, but again, we're dealing with a small sample, but guy has uh, pretty good stuff, uh, throws 97 as a slider and a changeup. So he is definitely an intriguing arm to keep in mind late in your drafts, uh, especially right now uh, for the Astros. Uh, we talked about Craig Kimbrell and not being on the Red Sox in the first hour, but sir, there was a report, Dan Hayes of the Athletics, that the Twins have inquired on Craig Kimbrell, could make a play for him if the price drops. And it's going to be real interesting, you know, because the Twins are in a position here where – if they're aggressive, uh, you know, they can make some noise in this division. It's not a good division. Uh, Cleveland still is the favorite. But, again, they have not really done much to improve the team. Their outfield is shaky, and there's been rumored about uh, rumors about them, you know, trading a pitcher, potentially a Corey Kluber. So if the Twins can be aggressive and get him, because right now looking at the back end of the bullpen, you know, you're really not sure who the closer is going to be for the Twins right now. And – it's Trevor May and Blake Parker you're probably looking at. Those guys competing for the closer job. And that's why if you're drafting right now, those last 10 to 12 teams, a lot of them, we don't know who the closer is going to be. So Kimbrell would be an interesting addition for them. Uh, obviously, they added Nelson Cruz. They added C.J. Crone. They'll have Jorge Polanco for the whole year now. Remember, he was suspended the first half of the year. 
Eddie Rosario had a good year last year. Uh, they added Jonathan Scope. Uh, Kim Byron Buxton rebound. We saw a story on him recently where he put on 21 pounds of muscle. Uh, but we know the talent is there. Still some questions on the pitching staff. I mean, they signed Mar- Martin Perez. Uh, penciled him as in the fifth starter for now. And uh, we know he's been terrible. Even moving away from Texas shouldn't help much. But uh, there's a pathway if things break right that maybe they become contenders in the division. And Kimbrell would be a big addition. And people are still drafting Kimbrell very early, even without a team. And you can understand why. But uh, very interested to see where Kimbrell goes. And that's uh, one of the big free agents that we're waiting for. And it could have a trickle-down effect because it could uh, – you know, close the opportunity for somebody to close. Uh, some news on tonight's NBA games. Uh, Julius Randle has already been ruled out of tonight's game, so it's the third straight game. He'll be out. Nikola Meritich is out. Of course, Anthony Davis out as well. So uh, Jaleel Okafor will get another opportunity. I mean, he's been playing great. Uh, his price has risen on some sites too. You would never would have thought before the year that Okafor would be over 7K on FanDuel, but he's coming off a game where he had 24 points, 15 rebounds, and four blocks in 36 minutes. So certainly a good pickup too if you got him in season-long leagues, and that's what happens. Uh, there's always players that surprise and emerge due to injuries. When we return, we're going to talk some baseball. Greg Jewett of Fantasy Alarm next here on Scout Fantasy Sports. know that it, we're ever going to do away with the offshore books just because they can compete on a pricing level that the books in the states now are not going to be able to do. The default right now is say minus 110 on both sides. When that changes to minus 115, the better is going to be like, wait a second, even if I cash, I'm only getting, you know, 85% of what I'm supposed to get. But over here, if I cash, I get 95%. Hmm, yep. What should yep. I do? Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. 
Make sure you check out ScoutFantasySports.com right now as we get you set to dominate in fantasy baseball. In-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. Dr. Otto has an FSTA draft review of rounds 1 to 4, rounds 5 to 8. I take a look at Sonny Gray as well as a bunch of other players that have landed on new teams and what it means for their fantasy value. If you use the promo code BATS50, you get 50% off your first two months. Time now to bring in Greg Jewett, Fantasy Alarmist. We talk some more baseball with him. Greg, what's going on? Not much. How are you, Adam? Doing pretty well. And uh, have you been able to participate in any drafts so far? And uh, how's that going? Uh, only the mocks that we talked about the last time I was on. I haven't done anything uh, since then, but I'm, I'm kind of chomping at the bit to get going. Uh, what are some of the trends that you see in the drafts and the mock drafts that you've been doing that uh, have kind of been something that you notice that's maybe unique from li- recent years? Um, we talked about stolen bases last time, and I think everybody's kind of beating that drum to death. Um, I think this year, and you see it in the FSTA as well, um, is the is the cost on uh, people that we know are, at least we think are going to start as the closer, is their ADP is going up, and there's been way more closers taken early, especially in an industry draft, and there has been in years past where people were content with punting saves and everything else, I think, with all of these bullpen by committees and the analytics crowd, you know, suggesting that it should be a shared role that uh, getting being one or two closers within your first 12, uh, 12 rounds is, is becoming much more of a uh, trend this year. Do you think that is partly because right now when we look at some of the teams in baseball, we're just not sure who's going to close? Are, are people maybe panicking a little bit and feeling, oh, I have to get one? I mean, it's still January, so we still have some time to go, but – do you think that is part of it? Is that there are uh, when you look at the you know maybe teams twenty uh, to thirty two that we're just not sure who's going to close? I think it's that, and I also think it's uh, one of the new trends is that um, teams they realize that they're going to need to rebuild or whatever as they decide uh, near the All Star break that it's time to unload their closer and put somebody cheaper or uh, a shared role in place. You know. You think drafting like Felipe Vasquez is going to give you a secure closer, but if Pittsburgh decides that they're going to keep changing over the roster, especially in a very competitive division, um, they might decide to trade him, and then they can install uh, Kayla or Crick uh, down the down the road. So um, last year, the White Sox had ten different relievers record a save. I believe the Phillies had eight. Um, I just think that you know it's not like in years past where. You can get a guy or two um, early in the season that can usually take over the role. Um, I, I think that's really being factored in on these, uh, especially in the FSTA draft. I mean, I don't know what your observation is, but to me the the amount of pitching and the closers especially kind of jumped off the page. Yeah, and we see in this draft in round five, we saw Edwin Diaz and Blake Trinigo as the first two closers off the board. Both guys were not really taken in the top ten last year. Diaz might have been in some, Trinan certainly wasn't. So we've really seen one dominant year out of both. Is that enough for you, in your eyes, to take them as the top two closers off the board? Yeah, I I don't think so. I mean, I've been an Edwin Diaz truther. I, I gave him the bender a couple of years ago when he was being called up to, to add to one of his teams um, in case he got the closer role. I, I think closer, more than any other position, 
suffers from recency bias. And if you look at the top five or top ten closers through the last, like, five years, you're going to see the person that had the big year the year before. It generally gets rewarded the next year in the drafts. And what I think you want to try and do this year is you can target a couple of uh, of the of the second-tier closers, and that, that's where usually the value lies. Talking to Greg Jewett from Fantasy Alarm. You can find his work there. Uh, how... Who do you see as the third pick right now? I mean, we're seeing Trout and Betts pretty much go one-two in every draft, and I've seen a bunch of different players. I've seen Scherzer. We saw Lindor go in the FSTA. I've seen Ramirez. I've seen Acuna. I've seen Turner. Uh, is that a clear-cut number three for you, or do you think it it could be a variety of different players? Like, who, who do you feel should be number three right now, assuming Trouts and Betts are off the board? Uh, that's a great question because I have not yet had the uh... – the pleasure of the third pick in the draft. Um, you know, I, I love Jose Ramirez, and I know the second half last year was a little bit of, a, you know, correction uh, to to mitigate his tremendous first half. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Lindor, but last year I took him. Um, I had the third pick in the TGFBI. I took him in the second round. Um, he fell all the way there. So, you know, it. It, it's wide open. You know, as much as I hate taking a pitcher, I mean, Scherzer's a fairly safe pick. I think, you know, depending if it's a 15-team league, I think you can justify Scherzer there. Um, I've been finding more value later with the middle infielders. So, I don't know. I think, gun to my head, I'd probably go Jose Ramirez, but I'm not totally sold on that. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about picking three. I, I have a feeling a lot of people will not want to pick third this year just because – there might be a player you want at three, and you might be able to get him at nine or ten. Yes, and every draft I think is going to reflect that. There's going to be so much. Even if you look at uh, if you look at the NFBC, if you just do like the 15 team search with the draft since the New Year's, you know it's a clear number between Trout and Betts, and then there's a gaggle. There's Jose Ramirez and Lindor are 4.18 and 4.82. Scherzer 6.41. But it, it, it gets to be a little bit of a, a muddled mess there. It's kind of how you want to craft your team. Uh, we saw Jose Altuve go nine overall in this one. I've seen other drafts where he falls to the second round. Is Altuve a good guy to, to buy on because we know he had the knee injury last year? Or is he a little bit overvalued uh, that early in a draft? Uh, I, you know, I think he was one of the guys that people were justifying as the two-pick last year. So, you know, you're going to get batting average. I think what we all want to know is how healthy is that knee and how much is he going to run? You know, he, he did show a little power power growth uh, the last couple of years of his career, so we, we think we can sustain the, the 15 home run range, but it's going to be a matter of there's a big difference in his, in his overall value if he's stealing 15 bases compared to stealing 30 or more. Do you think stolen bases are being – overvalued right now a little bit too much? I mean, you look at a lot of the players in the first round, most of them steal bases. You see a guy like Whit Merrifield go in the second round. Is it worth it? And again, I think um, the stolen base goes to the same theory as the as the closers. If you know you've got somebody on a team like Kansas City with a green light to run and you don't want to be chasing uh, somebody like Billy Hamilton in the later rounds or trying to find value in a Jared Dyson or a Steven Duger, 
then you you might want to spend that pick just so that you're not chasing it. Um, you know, you and I spoke the last time. I think we kind of agree that you can get guys and kind of layer them through your lineup. So if you're getting guys that can can project between 10 and 20, and if they kind of sit in that range, they don't have to spend a pick on somebody that's just going to mostly benefit you in one category. Now, Vladimir Guerrero in this draft went second to last pick around four. I thought he would have gone earlier. I thought there would have been a team that either loved him so much, believed in him, they would take him early, or someone looking to make a splash and you know garner headlines. Uh, you know, everyone would talk about it. But you know, he, I think he fell a little bit later than I expected in this draft because I see him in one of my NFBC draft champions leagues. He went in the middle of round two. Is this a spot here and the round four where you say, you know what, I feel comfortable taking him, or is that still a little too early for you? I'm more comfortable with with that price range, and and again, we have we have no idea what what Toronto's going to do with him as far as depressing um, his, you know, starting his arbitration clock. So, you know, I'm really really curious because I have I have I'm fortunate enough to have him in my uh, home keeper league. And I'm trying to decide if, if I'm going to keep them in like the minor league slot where then I won't get an early pick in our reserve round draft, which is where um, a lot of the leagues are won because you're getting somebody like Vlad Guerrero and you can keep them at a low price for a couple of years and that's to extend them to a contract. Or if I'm going to put them on the active roster and then just hope I can get a replacement value third baseman in the reserve draft and then slot them in. Um, it, it's all going to come down to a bat. I mean, the kid can rake. I saw him play in person. He, he's got a man's body already. Um, he, he, he's built just like his dad. I mean, it's almost like they were cloned. Um, he hits the ball hard to every field, kind of like J.D. Martinez ilk. Um, you know, it, it, he, he's just beyond talented. But second round, I, I can't pay that price. Fourth round, I'm a little more willing to do it. Um, if he fell a little further, that'd be fantastic. But I don't think his name will allow it. Talking to Greg Jewett of Fantasy Alarm, looking at some of the picks in the FSTA draft from last week. I've seen Javier Baez go as early as like the turn, sometimes 15, 16. In this draft, he falls all the way to 25. Uh, is that more appropriate, or did people let him fall too far? No, I think that's about right. Um, I did his profile on Fantasy Alarm, and and that, that 22 to 25 range is, is – just about where I, I, where I kind of figured would be a little more reasonable for him. And, you know, in the early NFBC data, he was going as, uh, on average as high as uh, 13th in his ADP, but it's more corrected itself. Now he's down to 15th overall in the 15-team drafts, um, and his range is showing a little bit more fluctuation, which does make sense. I mean, you know, he, he's going to give you power. He's going to give you steals. Um, you know, there's a little bit of batting average risk, but not not off the cliff or anything. As long as you're paying for, you know, a, a 270s average and, and you're going to get 20 home runs and a chance at, you know, 20-plus home runs and a chance at 20 stolen bases or more, then, then that's good, especially when you get the uh, extra eligibility. He's eligible for three spots in the infield. Almost every team in this draft came away with at least one pitcher in their first three picks, and we're starting to see that quite often now in a lot of drafts. Do you think that's something that's important, or do you still feel like if it, the price and value is not there that you can still bypass on pitching and come out with a good pitching staff at the end of the draft? 
I think the draft room is going to dictate it. And with the pitchers going the way they were, everyone there adjusted to it um, and, and read it pretty quick. But if you, if you look at the percent of pitchers drafted in each round, it's going up appreciably compared to last year. Um, and, and just like we keep talking about, was, you know, stolen bases kind of stagnated. Um, saves are becoming more scarce just based on having one person in, at, the top of the, at the top of the food chain. Um, and innings pitched are starting to disappear a little bit, you know, not overall because obviously a game's nine innings. But the, the average starter last year only went 5.35 innings. So, you know, getting a horse that can go seven innings to start and rack up those extra strikeouts and things of that nature are becoming more and more rare, and I think people are starting to recognize that. Lorenzo Cain's an interesting player. He went in the fourth round of this draft, and I had him last year in Tout Wars. Uh, and it's an OBP league, so he had a 395 OBP. If you look at average, 308, and he's hit 300 the last two years. We know it's a good spot in Milwaukee. He stole 30 bases, scored 90 runs. But he had 10 homers and 38 RBIs. I mean, that is really bad for a guy that plays every day. Uh, so how do you value a guy like Kane? Do you say, you know what, fourth round, if I got some power early on and RBIs, I'm okay because of the, the speed that he brings, the average and the runs? Or is that a guy that really hurts you too much in those two categories, as good as he is in the other three? That's a good question because that, that was uh... – that was one of my coworkers who made that pick, so you put me on the spot here. But it's all right, rip um, I, I think, nah, I'm not ripping Howard. I think the home runs will come back a little bit. You know, it, it's funny because the move into Miller Park just was a boon for Christian Yelich in home runs, whereas Kane really was more of a line drive hitter last year. He was happy to hit the ball in the gaps and just get on base and, and score runs. You know, there was always the questions, the whispers in the past about him being healthy. Um, I think you can tolerate the home, the home runs and RBIs as long as you're getting the runs in that average average installation in your lineup. Um, I would prefer Kane in the fifth round, but um, you're splitting hairs there, you know. But you're talking about you know, he doesn't get the RBIs that Wood Merrifield does, but a little better average, um, and he was close in stolen bases and close in home runs. So you know. A little correction to the mean, a little more traffic on the bases for the Brewers. Maybe he gets a few more RBIs. Of course, we prefer 15 and 45, but, you know, you got to make decisions. That is for sure. Talking to Greg Jewett, Fantasy Alarm. Uh, Miguel Cabrera goes in round 13, and I think people are split on him. Some people want no part of him. They're worried about can he stay healthy. Others feel like, hey, he's done it before. It's round 13. I'll take a shot. Where do you stand on Miggy Cabrera this year? I'm willing to take a chance. Now, he's somebody whose cost could go up if you see. I mean, they have the pictures of him working out all winter, and he looks fantastic. You know, back injuries are back injuries. They're always a worry. But if he's pulling the ball and, and, and looks fluid in the spring, then I think this is somebody whose price will go up. Um, if you remember before he got hurt last year, almost all of his home runs were to right field. You could tell something was off with him. He couldn't turn on inside pitches. Um, so he was kind of adjusting and doing the best with what he had. You know, the Tigers don't have much to play for, so if there was an injury or something, they could shut him down pretty early. But, you know, at 13th round, I, I'd be willing to take a chance with him as my corner infielder. How about you? Uh, I'm Right now, I think I'm avoiding. Uh, I think the spring is really going to be telling uh, to see, because I just don't know. I think he just might be broken down all the years of wear and tear, so I'm a little bit mm -hmm. concerned. 
Uh, AJ Pollock went in the seventh round of this draft. That was after this, this draft was before he signed with the Dodgers. I feel like you either love Pollock or you avoid him. I'm kind of an apologist. I took him in the fifth round of the uh, fantasy baseball invitational last year, and he did help, even though he missed that time. He got off to a great start. Where do you stand on Pollock for this year now that he's with the Dodgers? You know, I was okay with him. You know, before he got with the Dodgers, and it's just one of those things. You know, he's he's a Lorenzo Cain esque type player. Um, he's going to help you in most of the categories, and you know, as long as you can plan on knowing he's probably going to make at least one DL stint, then you know what you're getting, um, which is why his price is kind of leveled out to where it is. But at the point where you're getting him in drafts, I think he makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think so too, because all it takes is 140 games for him to be healthy and productive. And I know people are going to say it's tough. Look at his track record, but uh, there's always a shot. And that's what you want is you want to take a player in those rounds that can return top two, top three rounds and, he can, especially if he runs. So uh, I know there's a lot of people who just don't want any part of him. They're like, I'm just not drafting him. But that is Greg Jewett. You can find him. Fantasy Alarm. Greg, thanks a lot for the time. Always good to talk to you, and hopefully we can uh, speak again soon. Yes, I look forward to it. Always great to speak to you too, Adam. All right, thanks. Good luck this year in all your drafts. Again, Greg Jewett, find him at FantasyAlarm.com. When we return, we'll wrap it up. We'll take a look at the night in the NBA. Already have quite a bit of news. Another player just ruled out. We'll let you know who it is when we return. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Monmouth Park Sportsbook by William Hill is New Jersey's local, trusted sportsbook featuring a Vegas-style betting menu of parlays, props, and much more. Watch every game on their new 75-foot HD video wall. Already a trusted name in entertainment, Monmouth Park is now your best bet for wagering on all the big games. So get in on the action. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited-time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-625-4922. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. The morning after. I would not trust Belichick. McVay's going to realize after, oh, gee, I should have buttoned oh, up yeah, for Belichick yeah, before going Son of a gun, he got No wonder he's complimenting him. It's like Satan himself. Yeah. McVay, it's the biggest game of your life. You might think, oh, I'm 33, I'm going to be back again. They asked Dan Marino about getting back again. There ain't no guarantees. Next year, there's going to be a new Sean McVay, a new It Kid, a new Mahomes, a new Bless everything. Yourself. I wouldn't trust him at all. I really oh wouldn't. God. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
Back here, Scout Fantasy Sports. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Check out my work, scoutfantasysports.com. So we're getting you set for fantasy baseball season. If you use the promo code BATS50, you get 50% off your first two months. As we have a lot of articles up already for fantasy baseball, including strategies, targets, auction strategies for mixed leagues, mono leagues, team outlooks from Sean Child. And I have a lot of player profiles up. Looking at players that changed teams this year. Latest look at Sonny Gray. So you check that out now. And uh, you can ask all your questions on the message boards and forums as well. ScoutDFS.com. Got the optimizer, Slack chat, and all the content you need to win that money. If you like to wager uh, on sports, too, you can also get the picks from VegasWhispers.com. That's a good place to go. uh, Once you become a member, they'll tweet out the picks. And the DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. You can check out the all-new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head-to-head and three-ball betting tools, PGA pro tip, subscriber chat, and more. Just go to DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. All right, time to take a look at the night in DFS. Unfortunately, we do have some news already regarding players and whether they are going to be out. Uh, DeAndre Ayton for the Suns. He has been ruled out for tonight's game in San Antonio. It is the sixth consecutive game he has missed. Uh, so Rashawn Holmes possibly could get the start. We'll talk about him a little bit later on. Uh, Dragon Bender started the last game, but Holmes was there in the second half and had a good game. Derek Rose, a limited participant in practice today. Uh, so that's really for tomorrow as uh, the Timberwolves really short at point guard right now with Teague dealing with a foot injury. Tyus Jones still out. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. LeBron James. Went through everything at shoot-around and looked good, but he's not going to play tonight against Philadelphia, and I think we all knew that. They're hoping that he could return Thursday. Uh, Joel Embiid dealing with a little bit of mud butt. He's got the upset stomach. He did not participate at shoot-around today, but he is expected to play tonight against the Lakers. But keep in mind, that is a late game. That's 10.30 p.m., nationally televised game. And we've been through this with Embiid, it feels like. Every week, like, oh, we're not sure if he's going to play a game-time decision. And pretty much he's played almost all the time. So I'd expect him to go. But just keep that in mind if you're not on a site with late swap. And hopefully we get some more definitive news as we go on. Jimmy Butler was a full participant at shoot-around today. He is on track to return tonight. He's missed three games. So uh, that would hurt Corey Brewer, who's been a bit of a valuable play the last few games, uh, putting up some pretty good numbers. Uh, Jonah Bolden ruled out as well with a sore Achilles for uh, the Sixers. And uh, with the Wilson Chandler also back, he probably wouldn't have played much anyway. Josh Hart dealing with a knee issue. He is going to play tonight against Philadelphia. So uh, not really going to look at him in DFS because of this knee. Kyle Kuzma, who's been dealing with a hip injury, he has been ruled out. So he did some things that shoot around, but the Lakers don't want to push him. So Michael Beasley will get another start tonight, and he was real good the other night. Uh, Steven Adams, questionable for tonight's game against the Magic. He hurt his right ankle on Sunday, left and went to the locker room, but he did come back and finish the game and play 31 minutes. He doesn't really miss a lot of time, a lot of tough. He's a tough player, so uh, 
we'll have to see if he can play. Um, if he is out, Arlene's Noel will probably get the start. And as we mentioned earlier, Julius Randle has been ruled out already. So let's take a look at the slate tonight. Uh, kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern, Wizards are at the Cavs. The Vegas total 219. Wizards favored by 7.5. Great matchup here against Cleveland. So uh, a lot of the... I think you could look at a lot of the Wizards tonight. Uh, Ridley, don't think I'm going to force anyone in. I think Sadoransky, Tom Tomas Sadoransky, is he's been playing well, and uh, usually not a lot of people look to him. He's 6,700 on Fandle, 6,000 on DK, so I think you can consider him. Bradley Beal has definitely cooled off, but it is a good matchup. Probably not going there with his salary. He's 10-1 on Fandle, 9,200 on DK, so he's just gotten real expensive. Uh, Trevor Ariza has been playing very well lately. Uh, he continues to put up big numbers, uh, 66 on Fandle, 6,300 on DK. So I would consider him tonight as well. For Cleveland, you know, it's a team that I really don't play much, but I do think Seti Osman has been, uh, all of a sudden he's had like three good games in a row. Um, considering I'm on Yahoo tonight, he's uh, only 16 bucks on Yahoo, and he's been playing huge minutes, and that's the key. You know, will he get to that 37-38 mark again? If he does, uh, he's in play. Uh, 5,400 on Fandle, 5,200 on DK. I don't think he should be that highly owned. Uh, Anti Zizek has a, a good matchup here because uh, the Wizards have been really bad against defending centers. But the price is up. Uh, 6,500 on Fandle, 6,100 on DK. So even though the matchup is good, I, I, I don't feel comfortable spending on him tonight. We got the Thunder at the Magic, uh, that's the second game of the slate. Obviously, the Thunder have been uh, playing pretty well for most of the season. They went through a little bit of a slump, but they've uh, been coming on strong lately. They are on the road here in this game, 7 p.m. Eastern. They're favored by five. The Vegas totals 221.5. And, and as uh, said before, Steven Adams is the guy that we have to watch to see if he does play. Russell Westbrook's always in play as one of the top plays on the slate. He has not shot the ball well lately, but still... It's a great matchup here against the uh, Magic, who have not struggled against guards. Uh, so that's why he's always in play, because he has that high floor for cash games. And especially if he can hit his shot, uh, he's got the high ceiling. Uh, Paul George has been seeing his price go up. He is now 11-1 on Fandle, but still on DraftKings, 9,800. So I think he's in play there. Uh, he's played better than Russell Westbrook most of the year, definitely putting him in the MVP conversation. So... I'm always looking at Paul George because it feels like he goes a little lower owned at times. Uh, so those are really the two guys. Jeremy Grant on DK, maybe a 5,300. You know, last game, I think he had like six blocks, so that boosted his value. But um, it's pretty much George and Westbrook. And again, we don't know if Adams is going to play. Uh, for the Magic, uh, they have not been playing well. They've been losing games. Uh, Aaron Gordon has been better. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup here. Always a tournament play. I, I can't use him in cash. Uh, 68 on Fandle, 6,700 on DK. So uh, I will think about him tonight. I think, uh, you know, Vuk, Vucevic's always in play. His price has gone up, and there's a lot of centers. 10-2 uh, on Fandle, 9,500 on DraftKings. Definitely always in play, uh, but not a priority. Uh, I usually don't like to play many guys against Steven Adams, even though it has worked. If Adams is out, it certainly would give him a boost. Uh, and Jonathan Isaac, if you're looking to save money, uh, he's 4,500 on DK, 5,100 on Fandle, but more for tournaments because I uh, can't trust him in cash games just because the floor can be low. 
Milwaukee is at Detroit tonight. Milwaukee's a seven-point favorite. Vegas totals 217.5. Malcolm Brogdon is probable. Uh, So Giannis is always in play. He is very expensive. You know, you worry about the blowout. He's 11-4 in Fandle, 10-7 on DK. Uh, He just doesn't play as many minutes as some of the superstars. But when he does play, I mean, he tears it up. So he's definitely in play here uh, on this slate for sure if you want to spend up. Uh, No one else I love on Milwaukee tonight. Uh, I guess Brooke Lopez maybe in a tournament, but I think they're better center. So not in love with anyone there. For Detroit, it's pretty much always either Blake Griffin or Andre Drummond. And obviously Blake's price has gone up because when Drummond went down, he put up big numbers. He's 10 on Fandle, 9,300 on DraftKings. So I'm probably not going to pay for him. Drummond uh, has put up uh, pretty good numbers here uh, in this times, uh, but he's 9,100 on FanDuel, 8,500 on DK. He's cheaper on Yahweh. I think he's like 31, so I would look to him there. So uh, Blake and Drummond are pretty much the only guys in play, but not looking to force anybody in. Uh, in that matchup, the Bulls are at the Nets. Nets played last night, so it's a back-to-back. Nets are favored by 7. Vegas totals 219.5. Bulls have been playing terrible. They lost 9 of 10. And they're always difficult to predict because you just don't know if... Uh, if they're going to get blown out. So it's hurt some of their players. You know, I'm always considering on a given night, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and Laurie Markkinen, but it's more for tournaments just because if they get blown out, you know, their their minutes could be down, but they're all pretty good plays. The key here, too, is to Bobby Portis. Does he start? We've always said play centers against the Nets. My favorite play yesterday was Al Horford, and he came through big time. He was a good value on, on all sites, and uh, he had a big night. I think finish with five blocks. So if Portis gets the start and plays 28, 30 minutes, he's in play. But the problem is we've been seeing him coming off the bench. So there's a chance he plays 24 minutes, and then it's more difficult to use him, especially at his price point. So uh, pay attention to that. Definitely don't use him in cash, but in a tournament, if you have several lineups, you can get some exposure to him. And I would consider uh, Markinen, Dunn, and uh, Levine as well. Uh, Levine, 7,200 on both sides. Chris Dunn, 67 on DK, 7,200 on FanDuel. Markin in 6,600 on DK, 7,200 on FanDuel. For the Nets, Dinwiddie's still out. Crab is out as well. Uh, we did see Joe Harris return yesterday. Uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, too. Uh, could be back on the bench, but the, the net I'm looking at tonight is Shabazz Napier. Uh, he is cheap uh, on Yahoo at 12 bucks, 4,900 on DK, 5,100 on FanDuel. And D'Angelo Russell always in play for tournaments. Uh, he had, uh, he's had, you know, he's been inconsistent. He had some foul trouble against the Knicks in a great matchup, but he, against the Bulls, uh, where they, set, you know, late in the game yesterday against the Celtics, they uh, pulled back on his minutes, probably knowing that they had a back to back. But uh, Russell, eighty four hundred on DK, eighty six hundred on Fanduel. He has that huge upside, especially in this matchup against the Bulls. He easily could put up a, a fifty point game, so he's got to be in play in tournaments. The Pelicans are at the Rockets. The Rockets are favored by 11 in this game. The total is 233.5 as the Pelicans just have a lot of injuries right now. No Anthony Davis. Meritage is out. Randall's out. Each one more is out. So it's been pretty bad here. And um, Drew Holiday has got to be in play. I mean, he obviously sees a big usage. And, uh, you know, you just hope the game could stay close. Uh, he's 9,500 on FanDuel, 8,600 on DraftKings. Uh, Alfred Payton. 
who has to see more usage with all the injuries, but you know, definitely has a low floor, so I don't love him in cash games, but he's 5,700 on Fandle, 5,400 on DK. And Jaleel Okafor, as I mentioned before, man, who would have thought that we'd seen him at this price? He is 7,200 on Fandle, 6,100 on DK, 19 on Yahoo. So uh, the problem is you would say, oh, that's too much, but he's playing like 30-plus minutes every game, and he gets to go against Kenneth Fareed, who's not a great defender. So, yeah, he, he's still in play, and some people might not want to spend on him, but the minutes are there, and it's not really a daunting matchup uh, as well. Uh, maybe uh, Darius Miller, but I don't trust him. He's 3,700 in DK, so it's not like he's a lot, but uh, really not looking to get him in. Uh, for the Rockets, Chris Ball returned his last game, and it's a really good matchup, and the Rockets uh, have one of the highest implied totals on the board. Now, Paul played 25 minutes in his last game, so it seems like he'll probably be in that 25 to 28 minute range, which could make it difficult. You know, if they said his limit was 30, I'd feel better. Now he is cheap though. 6,900 on DK, 7,500 on Fandle. So he doesn't really need to do much to, to get there. So uh, if you build your lineup and you have that spot left, you want to take a shot? Sure. Because again, uh, he could put it up quickly, but just keep in mind the minutes might not be there. Uh, Harden had a really good game last time out, even with Paul back in the lineup. Uh, so people might not go to Harden tonight. And anytime you can get Harden at low ownership, because we haven't been able to do it, definitely have to take a shot in tournaments. Don't think you need to do it in cash. And uh, Kenneth Farid, who's played really good, uh, has a pretty good matchup as well. But there are a couple cheaper centers that I like tonight. And Farid's price has gone up to 7400 on Fandle, 6300 on DK. Harden is thirteen nine on Fandle, thirteen six on DK. And I don't think you'll see as many people try and jam him into the lineup tonight as we have seen in recent games. Phoenix is at the Spurs, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. As we mentioned, DeAndre Ayton has already been ruled out. So uh, Rashawn Holmes has got to be in play tonight. Even if he doesn't start, he's got to play big minutes. He's 4,700 on DK, 5,000 on FanDuel, and I think he's 13 on Yahoo. So I'll be having him in my Yahoo lineups. Uh, and then, of course, you could look at Booker in tournaments. He's 8,100 on both sites. Josh Jackson's 5,300 on DK, 5,800 on FanDuel. And Kelly Oubre continues to come off the bench, but has been pretty productive. Uh, he is 57 on DK and 63 on FanDuel. For the Spurs, we know that DeMar DeRozan is out. So LaMarcus Aldridge, really good play, especially in this matchup. Spurs are favored by 13, so the blowout is a concern. Uh, Rudy Gay, I think, is in play uh, as well, but... Uh, Aldridge is someone I'm looking at tonight, and people might go away from him because of the price and the blowout, but he's 8,700 on DK, 8,800 on FanDuel. Uh, Rudy Gay, obviously, we'll see a little bit of a boost here with no DeRozan. He's 5,900 on DK, 6,000 on FanDuel. And the final game of the night, we got the Sixers in L.A. to take on the Lakers. It is a 7.5 spread. Philly is favored. The Vegas total is 230. Uh, looks like Embiid's going to play. Uh, he is listed as probable, so Embiid's definitely in play tonight. If he goes, great matchup, 10-2 on DK, 11-6 on FanDuel. Uh, ben Simmons, more of a tournament play. He will be low-owned tonight. He's 9,000 on DK, 9,400 on FanDuel with uh, Butler and Embiid back, and Simmons did not play great with those two out the other night. Uh, and Wilson Chandler's a cheap play. Great matchup. He's 3,800 on DK, 4,100 on FanDuel uh, against the Lakers. So if you're looking to save some money, He's in play. And for the Lakers, Michael Beasley definitely in play tonight. Kuzma's out. 
Beasley should start. He's 3,800 on DK, 4,200 on FanDuel. So uh, definitely have to look at him. Rajon Rondo has been playing big minutes since he came back. 37 and 42 minutes, and he's played well. Uh, he's 6'9 on FanDuel, 6'7 on DK. Definitely thinks he's in consideration. Uh, Brandon Ingram should play big minutes as well. He's 6,400 on DK, 69 on FanDuel uh, for the Lakers tonight. So pretty good slate, I think. And we already have some uh, good plays and some value that has opened up some things. But remember, you always have to pay attention to the last minute news because things change. And whatever we say here in this hour can quickly change in two hours based on the news. So just keep that in mind. Uh, You got to be really flexible and you have to adjust to any of the news that breaks out because there's always, especially this time of year, we're seeing guys rest on the top teams and uh, there'll be last-minute injury news where uh, something can happen and really just change the complexion of a slate. So this just is a rough draft, giving you an idea of what to do, uh, but just make sure you pay attention to all the last-minute news, and you can head on over to scoutdfs.com, and when you're a member, we got the Slack chat, so you can ask your last-minute questions in there, and use the optimizer. Just hit refresh when any news breaks because it quickly removes players that are out of the lineup, and it will plug in the value and suggest you and if you like it you can use it in your lineup and hopefully win some money also head on over to scoutfantasysports.com use the promo code bats 50 get 50 percent off your first two months i'll be back tomorrow along with dr Otto, 2 p.m eastern it is scout fantasy sports here on the fantasy sports radio network